This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very good Monday morning to you. I cannot explain uh, what we experienced on Sunday afternoon. I, I'm sure you did it with us, Marlins Nation. We thank you for rewinding with us. Marlins win 6-5, an absolute thriller. I can't even speak right now. Let's get to our radio voice, the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff for the recap. I'll tell you what, these fish ain't swimming upstream, baby. I mean, they are headed downstream with a full force behind them. Unbelievable. Five runs in the eighth and the ninth inning combined for the Miami Marlins. It's their 20th comeback win of the season. Their 17th one-run victory. They blast four home runs this afternoon, and they just refuse to go away. Unbelievable. Marlins beat the White Sox 6-5 to to take this series in Chicago with Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Uh, we do have a plane to catch here, folks, so we're going to make this 10th inning show nice and tidy. But, uh, Kelly, I, you know, I don't really know where to start other than your overall impressions after another incredible victory for the Marlins. It's just incredible what they've been able to do so far this season. I am still speechless from what we just witnessed. And we have spoken about this since day one. This team is really resilient they are relentless i am at a loss for words this team never says die no matter what the deficit is they come back and they fight to the very last out i mean i don't even know where to start but let's start here with gene segura how about Gene Segura? This is a guy who's having probably the worst start of a season in his 12-year career. And he comes up in the ninth inning. They're down four runs. What is it? Three, two runs. He comes up. Can't even do math right now. I'm too excited. <laughs> Can't even do it. He comes up and puts together a heck of an at-bat against Graveman and hits his first home run since September of last season to get the rally going. How about Jorge Soler? Two home runs in this game for the third time this season and then draws that great walk mm -hmm. to keep the inning going after getting two terrible calls. Yeah, Two sinkers low in the zone. You know what he does? He does not expand his zone. He does not start to chase because that could have really easily led him to chasing. Instead, he took his walk and let Dela Cruz come up big for the team with that double. I mean, I am I am on cloud nine right now. That was incredible. <laughs> I'm so excited. That well, was Braxton great. Garrett went the first five and a third this afternoon to shut out baseball. JT Shagwa struggled. So too did Waskar Brazoban. You know, I, I know it's just the 66th game of the season. I don't know if it is fair at this juncture to say there's something special about this team. And I think those stories oftentimes tend to write themselves. But 
I know people want to point to 2016, the last time maybe they enjoyed watching Marlins baseball this much. Well, I would keep going back because at this juncture, it has far surpassed anything that that 2016 team did with all that talent. I agree. You know, they just they find a way. I mean, you know, like hitting home runs is not easy in baseball. Soler hits two of them. Cooper hits one. Segura hits one. It's his first of the season. The De La Cruz ball that he roped down the left field line is incredible off of Graveman, who had not blown a save all season. This is the saddest kids run the bases in the play catch I've ever seen after what White Sox fans just witnessed here in Chicago. But it's, it, it, I don't, I don't under, I don't know how they do it, but um, there, there is something to them here, and it's a lot of fun to watch right now. And it's always someone different to step up. We've talked about how good the bullpen has been all year long, and hey. A couple guys out of the bullpen who have been relatively good for the Marlins, they struggle, and they give up some runs. And who turns around? Now other guys turn around, and they pick them up. It's a next man up mentality. It's always somebody different. It's It's been yeah. – if you're not watching Marlins baseball, like I said earlier, you better start now. I know there's a lot of exciting sports events going on right now with, with Miami, which I love. I love to see South Florida sports as a whole having success. But you need to start listening and watching Marlins baseball. Yeah, I think it's a good point. And I know that, you know, hockey and basketball is going on, and understandably they deserve their due diligence. Those guys have worked extremely hard for six months. And, you know, the grind is really just starting within reason for the Marlins. But I do hope when uh, – we hope those incredible rides for both the Panthers and the Heat end up in winning championships that the Marlins fans and the uh, supporters in South Florida do make some time and come out to the ballpark to watch this Miami Marlins team here in 2023. They have just been simply incredible to watch this season. Okay, Kelly, thank you very much. We will enjoy a happy flight to Seattle, and you and I will touch base at 940 Eastern time tomorrow night when the Marlins take on the Seattle Mariners. Looking forward to it. All right, that's Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ball game this afternoon. The Marlins jumped out to a one nothing lead in the fifth inning with two outs thanks to Jorge Soler. As Jorge Soler swings, it's a ball in the air, fairly deep center field. Roberts going back onto the warning track at the wall. See you later, Jorge Soler. A big fly for the first time since May 27th. It's his 18th of the season. The Marlins jump out to a 1-0 lead here in the fifth. It would stay that way until the bottom of the sixth inning. Braxton Garrett went five in the third for the Marlins today. He was removed after striking out Yoan Moncada in the bottom of the sixth inning. And then, let's see here, JT Shagwa came into the ballgame for the Marlins. He struck out Luis Robert Jr. And with two outs, Andrew Vaughn doubled. And then Jake Berger came to the plate. Here's the 1-1. That swung on, dunked in the air, shallow right field. Here comes Sanchez. He dives, he can't get it, it gets by him. It's going to roll all the way to the wall in right field. That's going to be a two-out run scoring double for Jake Berger, who's got his first hit in this series. It snaps a nasty funk. We're tied at one here in the sixth. And then the party would continue after an intentional walk to Andrew Benintendi. Romy Gonzalez, the former Miami Hurricane, played a couple of more in the sixth inning for Chicago. And here's the pitch to Gonzalez. The 0-2 is hit on the ground. Fair over the bag at third. The White Sox are going to take the lead and then some. One run is going to score. De La Cruz digs it out of the corner. Relay won't even come in towards the plate. 
It's a two-out, two-run double for Romy Gonzalez, and the White Sox take a three-to-one lead here at the bottom of the sixth inning. So the White Sox got three off of JT Shagwa. They got two more in the seventh off of Oscar Brazo. Bomb with the man on base. Two outs, Luis Robert Jr. at the plate. Now the one-two. Frazier thought about taking off. Here's a swing and a drive. This thing is pummeled. If it's fair, it's long gone. And it is way, way out of here. Luis Robert Jr. with his 15th home run of the season, his 33rd and 34th RBIs. He's got a multi-hit day, and that may have put this ball game out of reach here at the bottom of the seventh. Well, oh, boy, do I have news for you. Boy, was it ever not out of reach for the Marlins. Keenan Middleton came into the ball game for the White Sox. Marlins trailing 5-1 to one at the top of the eighth inning. The first man that Middleton faced was Jorge Soler. Here's a swing of the ball, hit in the air, pretty deep left field. Benintendi's going back, he's at the wall, it's gone! It's a multi-homer day for Jorge Soler. He has provided all the offense for the fish this afternoon. It's 5-2, Miami trailing now here in the top of the eighth inning. And then two batters later in the top of the eighth inning with nobody on base and two outs. Garrett Cooper pulled the Marlins just a bit closer. Here's a swing of the ball, hit in the air, pretty deep center field. Roberts going back onto the warning track wall. See you later. Into the shrubbery in center field for Garrett Cooper. The Marlins have gone deep twice here in the top of the eighth inning, and now the White Sox lead is 5-3. to three. I told you that Luis Robert Jr. home run is a big one for the White Sox. And it was a big one, but my goodness, they did it again. Kendall Graveman came into the ball game for the White Sox. It was a 5-3 White Sox lead going to the top of the ninth inning. I should mention that Brian Hoeing did a really nice job setting down the side in order in the bottom of the eighth. So it was a 5-3 game going to the top of the ninth inning this afternoon. Kendall Graveman coming into this outing was 6-for-6 six six in save opportunities this season, sporting the longest consecutive active appearance and scoreless streak in baseball. The first man that he faced was Gene Segura. You never know what's going to happen. Can't strike out here. One-two pitch. High drive. Hit deep. Left field. Trouble. Stay fair. It's gone. Gene Segura with a homer. The Marlins are within one here in the top of the ninth inning. It is the first long ball for Gene Segura this season. The Marlins have gone deep four times. Gene Segura sprints around the bases here at Guaranteed Rate Field. Now the Marlins trailing by one here in the top of the ninth inning. And his teammates are going wild in the dugout. That's his first home run since September 16th of last year. Graveman hung a fighter. Wow, unbelievable. So Gene Segura pulled the... Marlins a little bit closer in the top of the ninth inning. Kendall Graveman still in the ball game. Nick Fortes bounced out to shortstop. An incredible play by Elvis Andrews for out number one of the ninth inning. Jonathan Davis then reached on a catcher's interference. It was uh, an E2 by Sebi Zavala. So Davis was at first base with one out in the top of the ninth inning. And then after Luis Arise flew out to center field, Marlins still trailing by one. There were two outs. Jorge Soler came to the plate. He drew an incredible walk. Nate Tomlinson almost just about rang up Soler. A couple of really questionable calls, but Soler, a big hang with him. He drew a walk.
the Miami Marlins down one in the top of the ninth inning with two outs, had runners at first and second base. Brian De La Cruz was facing Kendall Graveman. First pitch to De La Cruz, ground ball, fair! That's a fair ball for De La Cruz, rolling down the left field line. One run is going to score. Birdie's going to try to score. Throw comes in towards the plate. Not in time. you got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. Birdie scores. Throw comes in towards third now. De La Cruz is at third base. The Marlins have stormed all the way back. Down 5-1 to one going to the top of the eighth inning. They've done it again. Three runs in the top of the ninth. The Marlins lead 6-5. to five. Holy cow. I cannot believe it. They don't die. They refuse to die. It's a three-run top of the ninth inning for the Miami Marlins this afternoon. They had a 6-5 to five lead going to the bottom of the ninth inning today. A.J. Puck on for the Marlins, looking to convert his seventh save of the season. He got Elvis Andrews and Sebi Zavala to ground out to Gene Segura. The last hope for the Chicago White Sox today was the leadoff man, the right fielder, Adam Frazier. A rubber match on this 55-degree, partly cloudy Sunday afternoon in Chicago. Three in the ninth inning for the Marlins. They lead the White Sox 6-5. And the pitch is hit softly. Fair territory. Puck's got it. Spins and fires. How about it? The Miami Marlins have their 20th come-from-behind win this season. They get three runs in the top of the ninth, and they upend the White Sox. They beat them 6-5 this afternoon to take the series. Incredible. For the Marlins, their 37th victory of the season. It's another one-run win. It's their 17th here in 2023. What a day at the old yard for the Marlins. They beat the White Sox 6-5 to totals when we come back on the Marlins. The Marlins are 2-1 and one to start this nine-game, three-city, 11-day road trip with the Mariners on deck out west in the Pacific Northwest tomorrow. Totals from this ball game for the Miami Marlins, six runs, ten hits, no errors, seven men left on base. And for the White Sox, five runs, seven hits, one error. They leave five men on base. Brian Hoeing is your winner. He's one and one this season. Kendall Graveman is the loser. He's one and three. A.J. Puck with his seventh save here in 2023. Started this ball game at 111. We finished it up at 348. Total game time, two hours and 37 minutes in front of 20,888 at guaranteed rate field on this 55-degree cloudy and overcast day on the south side of Chicago. Standout performances for the Marlins offensively today. Jorge Soler was 3-for-4 with a couple of home runs. Brian De La Cruz was 2-for-4. He had the biggest hit of the day. Garrett Cooper chipped in with a couple of hits. Gene Segura was 1-for-4. He hit the homer leading off the top of the ninth inning for the Marlins. Again, you know what? Skip Schumacher continues to press every right button for the Marlins. Kelly and I were sitting here thinking, well, you know, Gene Segura struggles. Do you pinch hit for him in the top of the ninth inning? He doesn't. What does he do? He comes up for Skip, and he hits a home run. You know, time after time, they continue to play hard for Skip. These guys are playing for each other. I know Skip would say he doesn't deserve any of the credit, but uh, he does. He deserves a lot of it, and so do these players that have been a whole lot of fun to watch here in 2023. Okay, on the mound for the Marlins today, let me do some quick math. 13 strikeouts, that means that $325 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Think Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Think Initiative. All right, Kyle, thank you very much. We had a chance to catch up with Brian De La Cruz, who hit the big double in the ninth that gave the Marlins a lead. I caught up with him post game. Here's that conversation right now. 
All right, Kyle, thank you very much. We're here at Brian De La Cruz, the huge double in the ninth. What just happened? Háblanos, ¿qué pasó ahí en ese doble en el noveno inning? Descríbenos ese momento. Le dije a los muchachos, le dije a los pichos, dije, yo quiero, yo quiero ser el líder, yo quiero ser el líder en este juego. Y así mismo pasó. Yeah, I told the boys when I had the chance, I want to be the leader on this game. <laughs> and that's what happened, and that's what I showed all, all, all of my, my teammates there. How is this team able to come back no matter what the deficit, no matter where you are? Have you been a part of a team like this before? O sea, un equipo que a pesar de la déficit negativa ahí que de carrera o sea, regresan, hasta, ha sido parte de un equipo así como este. ¿Qué? Oye, es mi primera vez porque este, este equipo, oye, nunca, 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 eh, desde el 2021 no lo hubiera visto así y se siente una armonía demasiado grande, cada uno está haciendo su parte, ¿me entiendes? Aunque, aunque, tenga, aunque tengan 10 carreras de equipo contrario, nosotros venimos de atrás y, y gracias a Dios nosotros no, never, never been in a team like this. This team, since, since I've been here since 2021, ever since such a harmony environment, it, it's great how everybody just like putting putting things together. Whoever's in the line is gonna try their best. Doesn't matter if we're down by 10 runs, we're gonna keep working hard and grind and, and try to you know score as many runs as we can. Brian, gracias, mi hermano. Excellent job. Thank you very much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Oh way, oh way. Thank you. All right, back to you, Kyle. All right, that was Brian De La Cruz. Very excited, and thank you, as always, to Louis Durante for translating. Let's head down a list of what Skip Schumacher had to say following the impressive, remarkable, unfathomable victory for the Marlins. Skip the late rally, the cheers from the clubhouse, a little bit of deja vu. This one feel pretty similar to last night, getting that late, late game rally. This one felt different, um, only because we were down uh, a few more runs against... You know, they're, you know, a real closer. Uh, not that Joe Kelly wasn't their closer before, but, you know, Graveman's been, you know, their back-end guy, you know, him or Hendricks. So doing it against um, even Joe Kelly yesterday, Graveman today, it just um, shows you what these guys are all about. And, you know, Brax had such a good start. It would be a shame to waste that good start on and four homers and not win that game too. So, um, you know, what a great couple of bats uh, to, to end the game there. What was the biggest turning point in this ball game late for you? I thought we were putting together good at bats. Giolito was good today. I mean, he was just keeping us off balance. The changeup was really good. He gave our lefties a tough time with the changeup and the, the high fastball. Um, but I think the the turning point was, I mean, I, we've said it before that they just don't give up. So it just didn't feel like we were ever down. Um, even when we were down 5-1, it felt like we were, just, we were still in it. And that's just a credit to the the guys, um, you know, in the dugout, just kept them, you know, the positive vibes kind of going and felt like we're going to break through at any given time. And, you know, luckily we did. Speaking of, what was the mood like in the dugout for Segura's home run? It feels like that was one of those. felt like we walked it off at that point. Uh, the way that they were cheering, I was like, we're still down. Um, I didn't say it, but I felt it. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, you know, he's been working so hard to get right. Um, so, you know, not only to hit the home run, but made some really good plays to end the game. He's been hitting it on the screws the last uh, couple games. And, gosh, man, if he gets going, that'd be so huge for our club. And we feel like it's going to come. Obviously, you know, he's been waiting. We've been waiting. And um, it's been frustrating for him, no doubt. But uh, the last two games, we don't win these two games without him. With Braxton, he's talked so much about the importance of staying unpredictable. You know, the slider was working, the cutter, the change up. How much do you feel like him staying out of patterns played into his success? Too? Yeah, he threw the first pitch. Uh, 
different type of pitch for the first pitch for strike. Uh, maybe, maybe all of his pitches for strikes at the first, uh, you know, first time around, second time around, even you know the third time around at the top. He was so good keeping him off balance. There wasn't loud contact at all. You know, so tough to to pull him there. I know that you know, I'm going to get backlash and like you know second guessing, and I get it. Um, I question myself, and that stuff happens. But you you planned um, you know before the game of certain pockets where you really like um, certain guys. Um, it didn't work out today, but you know Braxton did a really good job of you know five and a third. I think he did, and you know even the the two hits might uh, might have been outs in normal days if it wasn't a knuckleball to Arias and uh, maybe a mystery by Sanchez. He probably gave up one hit, um, so he he made it really difficult. Um, you trust your gut and you try to, you know, put guys in the right situation at the right time. It didn't work out. Um, luckily, you know, our offense made up for it. What does it say about this team that you guys continue to win from behind and win close games? I think they believe that they're in it at all times. Um, and once you win from behind a couple times early in the season, then you know you can do it. If you didn't do that until the middle of the season, then you're, you're not sure. You know, some, some teams cave because they haven't done it before. These guys, with the way the bullpen set up, they believe they're in every game, and so does the staff. So, you know, when we're uh, within striking distance, um, you know, you know, we feel really good about where we are. Is it also a bit of too, like yesterday was the error, today was the catcher's interference, capitalizing on those extra opportunities? Yeah, yeah it's it's funny you say that because the, the the hitters meeting we talked about how good our defense has been to keep us in games, um, and then you know on the flip side, you know capitalizing on on some mistakes the big league level you give away extra outs most of the time they capitalize we got lucky today as far you know the sanchez misread and even arise with a really good offense over there um but braxton kept us off uh, you know off balance and you know we capitalized on some mistakes and uh, worked out for us all right, we are right back at it. It's going to be a 9:40 first pitch uh, as we open up a three-game set with the Seattle Mariners. That means I've got Marlins on deck at 9:10. We hope you can join us. Thanks for rewinding with us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.